good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome back to the Days I Know podcast, uh, episode 227, this Monday, January 10th. And we have the full crew back for the first time in almost a month. I think the last episode we recorded was on the 15th of December, and we're all back. Uh, MJ, how are you doing? I am great. Uh, my outdoor broomball teams are undefeated, but it is sadly... That will be probably coming to a close this coming Sunday. <laughs> no, MJ, think positive. Uh, we'll win on Tuesday. We'll probably win on Wednesday. And then we'll probably lose on Sunday. And it's okay. Very good. Uh, Jess, how are you doing? Uh, I am well. It was my birthday on the 4th. Happy birthday! Right. Thank you. I am... Rushing to get ready to get out of town this Friday. My flight to Hawaii is at, oh God, what time is it at? 11 or something? I, I can't even think that far ahead right now. I am like frantically doing laundry, finding out if my swimsuits still fit post-COVID. It's a <laughs> lot. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh that's a that's gonna be a fun trip. Yes, I mean, assuming we make it there, like my fingers are crossed. I keep waiting for my cousin to be like, "Yep, the twins got COVID," and back to the drawing board. But oh, fingers nice. crossed. So fingers crossed. So it's a family trip though, too. Yes, it's with my matriarchy. It's uh, uh oh wow. It's my mom and her sister, my aunt, my dearest aunt Sally. Then on Sally's two girls, Kirsten and Britt, they are eight and 10 years older than me, respectively. And then Britt's two twins, Molly and Madeline, that just turned 12. Dang, that should be fun. Girls Very trip. Fun. Right on. Uh, cool. Well, welcome back, guys. It's, it was fun to have you. It's fun to have Eric Silverbrenneman on the podcast last week. Oh, my week. gosh. What a doll. Yeah, he's Isn't fantastic. He's so better than I am. I mean, oh come on, I would never. It's so fucking awesome to hear him. Yeah, he. I know he had a lot of fun. I was listening to the Minnesota football show from yesterday, and uh, he was talking about it. So I know he had a good time. Uh, I always like uh, Eric can uh, let his let even more of his freak flag fly on the Dave's I Know podcast. Um, so he, As he always appreciates should. that. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So he, he is a little bit more constrained on the on the Minnesota football show. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's let's jump into it, guys. Um, we have a uh, we have a hard out for one of our uh, esteemed colleagues tonight. So we're going to try to get all the news in. Uh, since we haven't recorded a, an official Dave's and No podcast in, a, in almost a month, we actually have some news now. We obviously took the weeks off in between Christmas and New Year's because nothing was really happening. Um, and, and then plague. Hello. Yeah, plague. And then last week, there's uh, still there wasn't much news. And then uh, obviously, shortly after we recorded, 
um, or shortly after we would have recorded, uh, Minnesota United signed a player, which we'll talk about in a second here. Uh, but the big uh, sort of overarching theme of this sort of Minnesota United news is that training camp uh, preseason starts next Monday, the 17th. And we don't have a full roster. <laughs> so um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a minute here. But let's, uh, the, so the details for training camp um, starts on Monday. Uh, all the players are supposed to report to uh, up in Blaine. All five players. players. All five players. <laughs> always, always fun to see the, uh, I mean, there's not good. I mean, uh, Bongo, the, the new guy, the new guy uh, has already been in town. So I'm not sure if he's, if he's still here. Uh, or if he went, if he left somewhere to go get a visa. Um, but it'll be interesting to see him, you know, walking up to Blaine uh, in like negative 10 degrees outside. Poor guy. Uh, um, they'll be, so Minnesota will train here for the first week. Uh, then on the 23rd, they'll fly down to Florida where they'll be in Florida, uh, probably somewhere around Orlando, I would assume, uh, till February 3rd. Um, they're going to play a couple of friendlies down there against Chicago Fire and Orlando City. Uh, no word yet on whether those matches will be streamed. Probably not. Um, they haven't been in the past, and especially with COVID stuff, more than likely they won't be streamed. Uh, they'll return to Minnesota for a, about a week, and then they'll head to Portland, uh, where they're going to be playing in the Portland preseason tournament again. Uh, we found this out from uh, longtime Minnesota soccer supporter, Scott Kirsten, who um, apparently uh, speaks Norwegian or follows a bunch of Norwegian sports sites. Uh, because he found it from um, the often blotted Vikings uh, are going to be coming to Portland as well. Hey, this is a team in the uh, MJ. Do you know which, since you are the, the FOP mob guy, do you know which Norwegian uh, division the Vikings are in? I would assume the first I, division. I do not, that is not uh, that is not a league I follow. The Tippeligan or whatever. I, that is not the a league I follow. Yeah, I would assume it's I would assume it's the Tippeligan. But uh, RSL will also be there as well as Portland. Um, Minnesota has played in this tournament. I want to say three or four times in the, over the course of the last six or seven years. Um, they played in it before they joined the MLS um, the year before uh, as a, as an NASL team. And they've definitely played in it at least twice um, as a uh, MLS team. So Portland typically streams these games. So we actually will probably have some opportunity to watch soccer uh, in uh, early February. So it should be very, very cool. Uh, Viking in 2021, were in the elite Siren which is the uh, top tier in Norway. All right. Norwegian first division. Uh, It's funny. They they, they qualified for Europa conference. So they did somewhat mediocre Good for them. That's, (laughs) that's good. Um, Actually, I saw the, uh, the the news article that Scott had tweeted out, um, had them saying that they normally go to, I can't remember where they go to, uh, somewhere warm for their preseason and uh, cause they're also in, in off season right now too. Their season starts um, right around the same time as uh, MLS season starts, but they mentioned that they'd be coming to the U S for better competition. So get, take that for, for what it's worth. Um, but should be better than Europe. Yeah. In better than Portland. better than Scandinavia. Let's put it that way. So, uh, all right. And then the biggest news, the big news for from the last couple of weeks um, actually happened last week. As a matter of fact, uh, Bongo is in the house. Uh, Loon sign South African forward Bongo Kushe Shongwane, I believe is how it's pronounced. Or it's, I, that's as close as I'm going to get to not, not fucking it up. Uh, whose actual n- nickname apparently is uh, Sinisa. Uh, it's a hard yeah. S. It's like more like a Z. Like, yeah, Sinisa. 
Um, that's Wait, his actual which, nickname. Which S is like a Z? The first one the, or the, the second, second one? one? The second one. Saniza. Um, Saniza. But, yeah. Saniza. Saniza. I'm ready. <laughs> but uh, if you haven't got a chance to listen to um, 55.1, Westberdine had a uh, interview with uh, Shakes. I'm blanking on the guy's last name. He's a he's a YouTube guy. He does a like has like a YouTube channel where he talks about South African players. Um, he was actually on the 55.1 podcast talking about this player for about half an hour. Um, talk about South African soccer and all that. So actually, it's a good listen. It's a, it's a quick listen. Definitely encourage people to do that. to Check it out. However, he is a U22 initiative signing. Uh, kid's 21 years old. Uh, Took about a $500,000 transfer fee. He played uh, previously for the South African Premier Division side, Meritzburg United. Uh, eight goals and seven assists in three plus years. It is to be noted that he was wanted by by a bigger bigger South African clubs. I know I can't remember what the other the name of the big one the big big one was, but I remember Kaiser Chiefs uh, were also interested in him as well, which is a, a typically one of the better teams in South Africa. Um, actually, I think made it to the finals of CAF uh, the the continental tournament last year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he is primarily a left wing but he has played on the right and in the middle. So he can pretty much play anywhere on the front line, uh, but he is a, he's right footed. So he, pro- he probably likes to play inside and sort of cut in uh, onto his right foot. He's gotten some national team clubs. Uh, the Bafana Bafana is the uh, nickname of the South African national team. He's made six appearances. He's got two goals, including uh, a game winner in AFCON qualifying against Ghana, which unfortunately they still didn't qualify for, for AFCON, which is going on right now. We'll talk about at the end of the podcast. But a goal against uh, Ghana is really impressive on paper. But a goal against Ghana is good. Ghana is, is a damn good as a damn good team, as uh, the U.S. has found out several in several <laughs> World Cup cycles. And I think the is there anything else I'm missing about uh, uh, Bongo um, or Sanisa as uh, as he likes to be called? Um, I only am impressed that uh, you got a pronunciation guide somewhere because I searched high and low how to say his name and I, <laughs> I just heard it on youtube and i was like that's not how it looks like it's spelled but like it's kind of like how zeller put it in the pronunciation so we'll go with it yeah i can't remember where i found that if if it was if uh yeah i can't remember where i found that but i found it i definitely copy i copied and pasted it because i knew i was gonna need it so i'll try to remember <laughs> to keep that keep that in the uh in a in my notes folder for for future reference so I hope it's okay if um, Bongo and I are on a first name basis because I think I can handle Bongo Couché as long as I'm not looking at it at the same time as I say it. <laughs> um, yeah. Many I, I apologies was... if I do end up fucking it up from here, from this day forward. Right. I don't mean to. And it's not a reflection of how much I appreciate you being on the Minnesota United team. I hope he's cool with Bongo or Bongi, uh, you know, kind of becoming a, a secondary nickname because I think that would um, will lend itself to a lot of uh, chance. And I, I would hope that he would be okay with that. But obviously, um, you know, it's you respect someone's name. It's their name. And uh, so all that. I hope so there's us- a way to make fun of Matthew McConaughey and his bongos <laughs> with Bongo Couché. Our bongo is better than your bongo. Um, um, be a good one. We only need one bongo and we don't need a douchebag to play him. <laughs> oh, we do though. Heath. Yeah. Yes. See my true. stag there? 
Speaking speaking of, yeah, great transition, Jess. Uh, South Africa might be coming uh, for fucking Heath, and I am here for it. I don't know if you guys saw the Facebook oh. post. So if you haven't, if you haven't, go check out the Facebook post that Minnesota put up after they announced uh, the signing of Bongo Couche. Um, it is just, it is fucking South Africa took over the post <laughs> and with some of the most hilarious uh, statements, basically people be like, I've been a fan for 43 years. My grandfather was a fan since 1905, and I'm the biggest Loons fan. Um, no, I'm biggest the biggest Minnesota fan United of Minnestroni United. Yeah, Minnesota United. They are, um, this is some old school, like Dark Clouds-esque shit is, what, uh, is what's happening with, uh, with the South African fans. And Wes addressed this with, uh, with Shakes on, on his podcast. Um, apparently, was it, there was a uh, South African player in the Premier League, MJ. I want to say it was with, it was Brighton maybe, that wasn't getting playing time. Yeah, Brighton Hove Albion. Brighton Hove uh, Albion. Uh, who wasn't getting playing time and the South African uh, uh, social media. Yeah. Social media uh, folks just went off on, on Brighton. Um, And I'm, I'm fucking here for it with South Africa. We need an entire Africa. We need an entire goddamn entire goddamn country behind us in this. Uh, I, I, (laughs) I'm just telling you South Africa. um, I've been conducting this heat out train since the beginning and if you want to jump on he board, like ran, he laid these rail lines. He's like a railroad Pan- baron of well, the even South a- Train. A baron is a strong word. Um, I am. Uh, I'm just a. I'm a minuscule laborer who has uh, risen up the ranks uh, of uh, of power. He's been working uh, on the railroad all the day long. If you if you decide, if and when you decide, you figure out that Heath is not going to play your your boy. Um, your player, please get on board. You, you are yeah. more than welcome. First uh, and of I all, can... we are praying to sweet baby deity of my choice or your choice to that that he does play uh, Bongo Couche because we want him in that front line. He sounds so versatile. There's no reason he shouldn't be, especially considering we don't even have a full fucking roster going into the preseason at this point. Like, Heath, shut the fuck up. Let the boy play. You don't even have a full team. And um, we support you here at the Daves I Know in all of your social media um, riot in. 100%. 100%. So- we are with you. Uh, the most common screen captured from from the Facebooks was uh, the whole, if he ain't going to start games or play as much as he deserves, we're going to crush this page. Americans are going to feel the heat. And, and then he goes on the Percy Tau, uh, Brighton, Hove, Albion-like rant. Uh, but my favorite one comes from someone who says, this page is now ours. Minnesota is us and we are Minnesota. Every photo updated on this page, we better see our boy. Every post, you must tag him. He must play every match and consult us on this page. If you think substi- think of substituting him, <laughs> amen. They have, they, like, it's that's a that's a fucking terrorist note, buddy. That's that is a that's a was that was that like printed in like thread. in in magazine magazine letters and someone like like copy like like paste magazine letters and like take a picture of their, oh God, I of hope their so. page 
because that is a fucking ransom note is what that is so i i thought it was intense like oh it's fucking intense and i'm here for it we are intense yeah it, it was it is definitely intense and i am definitely here for it so listen it, it's it's minus three degrees out it's a little cold to be intense right now but you know if you like winter camping all the best yeah uh so this is uh so this is great um there's has not been many South African players in MLS. Um, there's a few, uh, but the probably the most famous South Af- South African player probably uh, is uh, a former Minnesota Kicks player. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ace, and I'm I'm, I'm Ace. It's uh, Solon Goe, right? Yeah, don't ask me to pronounce his last name. Okay, I, yeah. I have to research it every time. Um, everybody every- asked in there. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, NTS and yeah, yeah, yeah Solon Goy. Uh, he played for the Minnesota Kicks for five, yeah, five years. Um, and uh, also played with Kaiser Chiefs, the aforementioned uh, Kaiser Chiefs. Um, also named uh, for the Atlanta Chiefs. I can't remember which player, also South African, um, uh, played in, in the NASL back in the old NASL days. And uh, when he went back to South Africa, he named the team the Chiefs uh, after the Atlanta Chiefs, the team he played for in uh, the NASL. So interesting Weird. South African connections there. But um, yeah, so it's uh, there's, there's a, a proud uh, history of South African football in Minnesota. So hopefully uh, uh, Bangashe uh, keeps Pass it up. Passing the torch. Passing the torch. Uh, all right. Well, we have a little bit of a brief MLS news or Minnesota United news. Uh, they also announced an international friendly uh, against Paderborn or SC Paderborn on June 11th at 7 p.m. This is the 18th ticket in your uh, season tickets. If you have season tickets for Minnesota United, and I'm going to insert my wanking motion right here um, because it's fucking Paderborn from Deutschland. Yeah. Uh, they're a Bundesliga Zwei side, so they're the second division in Germany. It's not FC St. Pauli. It's not FC St. Pauli. It's not Schalke. It's not Werder Bremen. Uh, it's not no, four Pauli other teams that would have been good. Play in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, that's, that's the friendly we want. Trust me, buddy. As like one of the four people who watches FC St. Pauli matches every week, I, I'm with you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my guess is FC St. Pauli is gonna would cost a little bit more money, and uh, no. FC Paderborn is uh, no. probably. On the cheap, I think I can't remember where I saw this, but someone was talking about how there's probably not going to be as many uh, uh, like first division teams making like doing a lot of traveling or traveling very far from their home base because it's a much shorter off season because they're starting earlier because of the fucking World Cup in uh, Qatar in twenty in uh, in November of twenty twenty two. So um, this is probably maybe there's this risk to traveling that's going on right now. Like the risk of leaving bubbles and shit. I don't know. I mean, above, above and beyond that. I don't, I just don't think there's gonna be a ton of, of teams coming across the ocean uh, who have players who will be, who will be going to the world cup. So um, this is probably the best uh, a Bundesliga uh, two team is probably the best they could do. There are like nine other Bundesliga two teams that I would rather see in, uh, in St. Paul than fucking Paderborn. <laughs> Not 17 other Bundesliga two teams. I guess. Remember when every international friendly we had like it got a special shirt and it got special like local artists doing the branding kind of marketing stuff when we were, um, you know, NS whatever before we were MLS? Nasal. When we were in NASL? Nasal. <clears throat> yeah, nasal. When we were nasal. nasal. 
the very nasally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, there's so many, there was like, there's literally like eight or nine other teams that would be just, just a step up from. You just listen. Not even including, not even including St. Pauli and and Hamburg. Like, those two would be great. Either of those two teams would be fucking awesome. Um, Yeah, like Schalke, Werder, um, fucking Dusseldorf or Hanover would be uh, an interesting team that if they came here. But it just, I, I don't know. I'm. Yeah, just insert winking motion here is basically um, what it put in the notes. So, well, it's included we, in our pack, you said, right? Right. So you get the opportunity to not go watch this game. <laughs> I mean, well, I sincerely doubt I will, but you know, you know, you never know. Um, depends on what I have to do on June 11th. Uh, if I'm not dead from you know the global pandemic and whatnot, so well. I think we all have that asterisk on our planners right now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving along, the Minnesota United match against New England was moved to June 19th uh, from June 18th. It is going to also be at 7 p.m. That's just a little bit of pieces here. Uh, Brent Coleman assigned a two-year deal. Uh, his option for this year was or next year was declined, and he signed a two a new two-year deal uh, through guarantee through 2023. So my guess is that he took a bit of a pay cut um, because it looks like, he, or he maybe signed even the same amount. He's probably up due for a raise if his option was picked up. So typical MOS stuff. I mean, that's nothing, nothing new. Um, it's great to have him back as depth as much as I don't want him back as a person. Um, but uh, good for Minnesota United. Uh, they're both of their center backs are in their mid thirties and uh, probably can't play an entire season. So um, Brent should get some playing time this year as well. They certainly can't play the entire system under the Heath system. Correct. Uh, No word yet on Reynoso. Um, It sounded like his lawyer did ask uh, the uh, courts to let him leave the country and uh, get back to the U.S. uh, to before training uh, camp started and preseason started. Uh, However, um, I you know visas are not super easy to get, and especially if you have. Uh, criminal charges hanging over your head. I can't. I can't imagine that makes it uh, easier to get a visa. So no. we have not heard anything yet on what Reynoso's situation is, and when he'll even be in town. If he'll be in town, um, there's been no no further word yet on if he's being charged at all. My guess is they're trying to get the charges to make them go away so that he can get his visa. Um, my guess is that we won't see the earliest we see Reynoso is in is in Florida. Would be my guess. Um, if maybe Portland even, honestly. So uh, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on Reynoso since we haven't really talked about him since the the pistol whipping <laughs> happened. Uh, and I mean, I what do you say? I, I I'm kind of glad we hadn't gone there because I don't really feel like I have any opinion or insight. Obviously, I am anti-pistol whipping of persons. Uh, I, maybe that wasn't obvious. So... <laughs> Now you know. I am anti-pistol whipping. I'll just say the entire Dave's I know uh, uh, family of people. um, I'm including uh, like Dan and David Martin. Although, I don't know. Maybe David Martin might be into pistol whipping. I don't know. He's got some weird kinks. But generally, the entire Dave's I know family is uh, anti-pistol whipping. For the record. For the record. Okay, good. I'm glad we are in solidarity on that one. This is also South American football where I don't want to say this stuff happens all the time, but it's just, it's weird whether 
something like this happens or the threat of of accusing someone of, of this to a South American football star to extract money off of them, you know, let, mm. like whether whether they actually did it or not. Hey, I saw you around here. I'm going to say that you did this or whatever like that. And, you know, if, you're, well, if you want this to go away legally, you're going to have to pay me a bunch of money and I'll keep quiet or like whatever. And that, that's the conjecture that I guess I was hoping to avoid in terms because we just we only know what we know from the interwebs and um i don't know if there's any you know who yeah i just anti-pistol whipping all right uh there's, there's, there's been a lot of conjecture and not a lot of evidence and so yeah, yeah. We, we just don't know uh mj you have some uh some hot goss, uh, if you will, uh, potential loon signing. Yeah, Area Sportsnet uh, writer Fabian uh, Rankel says that Minnesota have signed former Quakes 2021 first round super draft pick Thomas Williamson. Uh, he has six goals in 27 games for the Pittsburgh Riverhounds last year. So uh, we aren't the only one that don't play our young players, but he at least, <laughs> found, he at least found a loan to get some regular playing time 27 games that's that's pretty darn good i know nothing about this guy i just picked this up off of twitter uh but yeah apparently we set we signed some depth i'm guessing he's going to play for minnesota united too and not a lot of time for the senior team uh i mean that six goals in 27 games means he's probably a, a forward or a attacking player i would guess then yes okay yeah i mean that would that would make sense as a as a uh MLS next pro Minnesota M and UFC two team player with the possibility of maybe getting some time with the first team, you know, with that friendly, maybe some open cup time or whatever. So cool. Uh, well, speaking of uh, the, the quakes, young Grey goose, he signed with uh, San Jose, a two year Tam deal. Um, he has his green card. So there's no international slot. Uh, he f- was formerly a DP with Minnesota United. Um, he's now just a, uh, a TAM uh, level player What's with Grey Goose. Mean? Targeted allocation money. Um, it's like monopoly dollars. It just it's basically it's a it's a budgeting mechanism for for MLS. It's you can kind of go over the cap. Yeah, by using, by using it, the salary okay. cap. Yeah, so you can pay. You it's it's a better player. You can pay more money too, but he's not going to count against your your designated players allotments. Um, okay. Or your U twenty two allotment. It's uh, you know, again, it's all it's all made up. So it's all you know. the strategies, the oh. categories, which slots you gotta fill. I get you. Right, right. So, um, so I think we need to take a moment here and recognize Mr. Jan Gregus for his years of service with our club. Um, I I feel like he wasn't getting the the love or the, the play that uh, a senior member might warrant and his performance uh, in the past would warrant uh, towards the end of 2021 season. Um, but I will not miss the kid that sits behind me saying, oh, Jan, why'd they put in Jan? First of all, because I have to correct him every time and be like, listen, I, this guy's been playing for our team before you were born. 
so shut up. <laughs> and I also have to correct his pronunciation and say it's Jan. What what else do we have to say about Jan? He scored three goals from a more defensive attacking midfield position. I don't know, like how do you guys he feel? Did a lot of I mean, amazing we... things of trying to get trying to coordinate Finley and Metonier on the right hand side and be the glue for those two guys mm-hmm. for many many matches mm-hmm. and getting them to kind of see the short passes do the long pass at last resort kind of have that building play through the midfield and into the attacking third and was extremely frustrated one time at, at finley because he did a cross to nobody when young Gregory was right there for the diagonal back pass mm-hmm. and those diagonal back passes are, are things that if you're a wing you need to you need to see those because it allows you to keep possession and give someone with a shot or another pass that might be more incisive or, or higher percentage. Um, so I was really happy when one of the first games I saw him, he was like getting after Finley because he was like, "Hey, you gotta see me there." And I was like, "Yeah, that's the kind of football I want to watch." So I will miss him as someone who I think before Reynoso and Will Trap got here was seemed like a leadership guy. Mm-hmm. and trying to get them playing a little bit more cohesive soccer. Uh, I just don't see how he fits with Matias Almeida's system. Um, unless he's like the rover, the the the, <laughs> the guy who's kind of like, you know, picks up players. Like, I just don't see him doing well in a man-marking system. Uh, and yeah, Jess, you're right. Like he, for some reason, ended up in Heath's uh, doghouse after the after the Euros. Which isn't hard. No, apparently you just need to uh, uh, make some googly eyes at Mrs. Heath, and uh, you end up in the doghouse. So, um, sound like you're talking. Weird. From we should try that next. You know. Um, anyways, I yeah, I get. I just the quicks is interesting. Um, it, it's an interesting landing landing spot for him. Obviously. They think he'll he'll fit in well, um, because they used a uh, reentry draft spot on him. So it's clearly that they had targeted him as a potential player for them. My guess is that he will probably take up that more of that Florian Youngworth uh, spot, where he's kind of like again, like playing like he's like the the rover, the center fielder, kind of just picking up whomever is running into the box. Um, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast over the course of the last, you know, three years about Almeida and his man marking system. And Minnesota is actually one of the teams that's well equipped to uh, to uh, destroy it. So maybe, maybe this Bud and Young Greg who said he could play Minnesota twice a year and uh, and fuck up some uh, Minnesota United players and, and AJ. I don't know. I, I just so. hope he doesn't fall into their handsy, real fucking touchy, good touch, bad touch line blurring i feel like the quakes have always been kind of um shithousery i think they always i think there's a lot of good touch on the quakes um as far as they're concerned so uh all right and then uh finally uh mnufc2 hosted uh a combine uh tryouts uh mj uh tell us a little bit more about uh about this and how you did how'd you do mj did you do well Oh, I did spectacular in the sense that by not going, I saved myself any re-injury toward my torn meniscus. 
all right all right that's, Glad that's, that's the main main point I, I will say i considered i considered uh submitting an application as a goalkeeper and just seeing what they said because you know they're always looking for goalkeepers I, I but i also felt like they may have just as a as a, as like a fuck you to me of uh, just taking me up on that and just pelted balls at me for uh two days so i i decided not to <laughs> your resume included i survived a shot from Reynoso to the head sign yeah. me and That's yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. So, well, despite David and I not making the list of roughly 85 participants, uh, Rena reports that only some of those will be offered contracts and invitations uh, to join preseason camp. So not even, you know, to get contracts, but just to join preseason camp. They're looking for the main bulk of the roster to be older members of the Youth Development Academy, and first team members who aren't getting playing time, like goalkeeper Fred Emmings and reader lists, Bongo Shone Changwane, as someone who's probably gonna get some time on Minnesota United dose. Um, also, Aziel Jackson, Justin McMaster, and Kevin Gucci. Yeah, it'd be nice that we'll actually have um, a place for uh our players that it's not just a loan out um that we can you know call people up and and have people close by uh I, i'm worried that this might mean that that we have an even smaller roster than we normally do knowing that we can you know call up jackson or mcmaster if we need to or kibanguchi or uh bongo if we need to um that we might have a even shorter bench a shorter a smaller roster than normal whereas you should have starting lineups and depth on on both teams you should have two rosters here you might you're concerned we might have one and a half rosters out of these two right teams. considering yeah. how considering how cheap this team is i would yeah i would uh i would, I would be that that is a that's a, a legitimate worry i think so resource efficient david resource efficient. <laughs> right right that's it so <laughs> all right uh some other news um this is a rumor um that minnesota united is interested in bringing back luis amaria uh uh, no, oh. that's one. That was Juan Chope. Luis Amaria played two years ago. Uh, he only started. He started the first two games, and then we had you know COVID, and then he played in the MLS's back tournament and uh, hurt his ankle. I think was it his ankle? MJ, I can't remember what. And then he he didn't really play for the rest of the year. Um, and then he got he was on loan uh, from a um, an Uruguayan. He is. Wait, is he loaned from an Uruguayan side? But he is Paraguayan, or he's he is Uruguayan, and he was loaned from a uh, Paraguayan side. Anyways, so from South America, uh, and he Paraguay lit it up right is where we where we got okay. him from. So yeah, I think he's Uruguayan, but he was playing for for a Parag uh, Paraguayan team, Catolico, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyways, he is uh, he played he started really well. And then, of course, COVID, and then he got hurt in the MLS's back term, I think, in the first game, and he was never really – he never really recovered from that. Uh, and then we had an option to buy him, but the option was insane, uh, insanely high, and so Minnesota sent him back. Um, and he never really got a good fair shake in Minnesota, and I think he had some really good – and if he had, would have been playing with Reynoso, I think those two would have had some really great chemistry. We never saw them play together. We did not see them play together. So it, it is – so it's interesting. Um, so, yeah, we're on Amaria Watch – uh, numero dos, hmm. and then uh, a couple. Uh, this happened today. Dom Dwyer, uh, who 
if you had to, if if I did you do you guys see what see this uh trade today? It, it was a three way trade, right? In, yeah. in MLS. Who so so Jess, do you know who Dom Dwyer is? The name sounds familiar. Okay. Um I'm Googling now. MJ, if I had if I had told you that Dom Dwyer was traded to Dallas before you saw the news today, would you have been able to guess that he was playing for Toronto FC last year? Uh no. Okay. Um, I, Me I, I, when I saw the headline, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's where he went." Like, yeah, Bruce Arena, me neither. Bruce Arena can use a guy like that. Yeah, no, totally, that's where he went. But <laughs> uh, yeah, he, so he Dom Dwyer. Twilight years. His yeah, wife Dom Dwyer. Babe. Uh, excellent. Uh, yeah, um, Sydney Larue. Um, well, if she's single and she wants to mingle, hey <laughs> So Dom Dwyer was traded to FC Dallas, uh, and then his contract was immediately bought out. FC Dallas sent $50,000 in GAM back to uh, Toronto, and they also got the third pick in the Super Draft, which is happening tomorrow. So th- th- this is interesting because um, we'll, I'll just make the jump right now. So Toronto FC just signed Lorenzo Insigne, uh, who will come on a free transfer in June or July of, uh, of this year uh, for $13 million a year on a five-year deal. He's got a bunch of like up to $5 million in bonuses. Lorenzo Insigne is, I believe, 30 or 31. I think he's 31. Uh, he's one of the best players on the team that won Euros last year, Italy. Um, funnily enough, Italy might not make the World Cup this year. Uh, they are in a very, very tough, uh, very tough uh, leg of trying to qualify uh, from one of those last spots from Europe. But this is a dude who is, is I mean, he is, he's not like, at the beginning of his prime, he's like sort of in the middle, nearing the end of his prime. But thirteen million dollars, I believe, is a is a number that was higher than um, like five teams in MLS in terms of like their salaries from last year. Um, he's making a lot of fucking money. So Dom Dwyer needed to go. They needed to create some room, and they're on their books for for Lorenzo Insigne. Um, Dom Dwyer again traded to SC Dallas, and then his contract is going to be bought out. So Dom Dwyer is going to be a free agent, which is the the bane of every Minnesota United fan's existence, any off season where Dom Dwyer is a free agent because Adrian Heath and Dom Dwyer have a history together. Oh, and Adrian more. really likes Dom Dwyer and yeah. everybody here fucking hates Dom Dwyer for myriads of reasons. Um, least of which he fucking sucks. Uh, most of which uh, we just do not need it. Another, and this would be, Considering that the aging strikers that Minnesota United has brought in, uh, your Fernando Adis, your Kai Kamara's, Dom Dwyer's like right in that wheelhouse right He's now. He's thirty-one. Three years ago, when he was uh, when he was available, he would you know he was like, okay, we still kind of in in his prime, you know, might score some goals with the change of scenery. Now he's definitely in that Fernando Adi, Kai Kamara, uh, Juan Agudelo, uh, por- Juan Agudelo pork chop mold, if you will, of. Uh, of sort of over the hill strikers. So if, because there is no God, um, I, I just, I'm calling it right now, Dom Dwyer to Minnesota United at some point uh, this season, whether it's uh, before the season starts or as a signing mid season or a trade, Dom Dwyer is going to end up in Minnesota. He didn't at some have point a single before. goal in 2020 or 2021. Right. He's That's not perfect. good anymore. It's perfect. Yeah. He's right up. He's Sally. Perfect. And, and he's used to work with them. So he loves nostalgia. I think he would yeah. bring back Jamie Watson as a player if he had to. <laughs> if he could, he definitely yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, so I other... like, like that chap. Blah, blah, blah. Other transfer news. Uh, 
out of MLS, uh, Daryl DK uh, finally signed a contract with a uh, English team. He's going to West Brom, who are in the championship right now, for about $10 million. And Ricardo Pepe of FC Dallas went to Augsburg, of all places, for $20 million. That's $30 in million Deutschland. in Deutschland. Uh, that's $30 million for two MLS players um, in the offseason. Uh, DK. Daryl DK. DK. Former Orlando I'm clearly City. reading the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is, uh, really he played good. for Orlando. Yeah. He played for Orlando city. He grew up in Oklahoma. Um, he was drafted, uh, two, two years ago, uh, by Orlando city. Um, it's a, it's a really good bit of business for them. Uh, that's a, and, and he's, I think he's going to do well for West Brom. He played really well in the championship last year, um, or last, uh, winter on loan, uh, almost got Barnsley up to the fucking premier league. So, yeah, um, I think it'd be good in West Brom. I think it's lower English side. Yeah, I think West Brom is currently in fourth in the championship. And then Ricardo Pepe went to Augsburg. He got his uh, first minutes uh, this weekend as well. He is uh, – Augsburg is sitting, I think, 15th, 14th or 15th. They're close to relegate. They're close to the relegation zone. I think they'll be fine. I don't think they're going to end up in um, relegation because Grutha Firth and Arminia Bielfeld are fucking terrible right this year. So they just got to finish in 15th, and they'll be fine. Um but yeah, that's a that's big moves for uh, young MLS players, and uh, an old MLS player that is uh, heading home. Diego Valeri uh, from Portland is heading back to uh, Lanús in uh, Buenos Aires. Um, not fully confirmed yet, but uh, loons killer Diego Valeri yeah, <laughs> finally not going to be uh, finally not going to be a, a timber anymore. Adios. And we could be more happy for Diego Valeri uh, from on this podcast. Happy Diego Valeri. Uh, yeah, go back to your roots at uh, Club Atletico Lanús and uh, just have fun down there. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news before we take a break. Uh, Super Draft is tomorrow, or if you're listening to this, probably today uh, at 2 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Loons have one pick in the draft. It's the 17th overall pick. Um, if you do not remember, we traded our second round pick to Colorado in the Kai Kamara trade back in September of 2020, Worth and our third it. round. Yeah, and our third round pick went to the uh, the Bread Bulls uh, in the trade for Aziel Jackson in April of 2021. Who's seen he, how many minutes? Yeah, exactly. You might be saying, who is Aziel Jackson? You'd be correct. Uh, and then I think we traded our fourth rounder away this year. Um, uh, there is no but that was, But that was before that was before they uh, was before they got rid of the fourth round, MJ. We traded a fourth round pick for this draft. And then, yes, like, I think it was like, yes, I think value. It was like, I think it was like five weeks later. They were like, hey, we're going to cut the draft Resource down to three rounds. Resource efficient. Resource efficient. Uh, it continues the tradition of us not ever making a pick in the third round, which I like. Because there's not a lot of good players down there. That is correct. Uh, so, you know, presuming everything goes fairly well, I mean, I would assume that the Loons will be picking between 3.30 and 4, probably. Maybe closer to 3.30 uh, tomorrow. I would imagine MLSsoccer.com. We'll have the we'll probably have a, a live stream of the draft. So if you, if you are a, YouTube or something, right? Yeah, I would assume so. If you're a masochist and you want to watch uh, <laughs> uh, a bunch of people pick uh, co- college players you've never heard of, um, knock yourself out. So, all right, well, let's let's uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back. We'll have a one saloon. We have some uh, we have some lower division uh, soccer news and we'll talk a little bit about AFCON and uh, FA Cup when we get back. You won't me. That type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both 
All right, and we are back uh, in that very quick break. Uh, MJ, you have a one saloon for us. One saloon, Raheem Edwards was announced on Friday that will, is re-signing with LAFC. He is 26 years old. He was born in Toronto, Canada. And uh, this is where he spent his 2021 season. So nothing really new other than that he has a new contract and I'm happy for him. I think Greg Vaney will use him well. He has a new contract with the, with the Galaxy, not LAFC. Sorry. Yes, the Galaxy. Sorry. That's what happens more than Greg one Vaney. team. He, he, switches, he switches Los Angeles clubs. Thank you. Uh, so Raheem Edwards has played for six teams. In, this will be his sixth team in his uh, seventh year. Uh, MJ, without looking, can you tell me? Uh, so obviously Minnesota United was one of them. LAFC and LA Galaxy will be three others. Can you tell me the three other teams that he's played for? Uh, Toronto FC, Montreal Impact, and I'm forgetting the third one. This he played over two seasons with this, or he played over over two different seasons with this team. New York Red Bulls. Nope. New England Revolution. Nope. Eastern Conference. You're right. Eastern Conference, though. Who was it? Philadelphia Union. Nope. The, the Chicago Fire. That's right. Fuck. It doesn't make any sense that they are Eastern Conference. Like, what the fuck? <clears throat> yeah, no. Um, I think that's a fun Raheem Edwards fact is that he will have, uh, as soon as the season kicks off, he will have played for six different teams over the course of seven seasons. So it's almost like, uh, well, on him, Abramovich is running his career. <clears throat> right. Yeah, Jess, it, it, it does not bode well for, uh, uh, Raheem Edwards, uh, noted locker room, uh, glue, if you will. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <coughs> about me. that. Mm. I still wish him well. Yeah. Uh, once a little, always a little. Uh, Minneapolis City Minute. Uh, it was announced last week, and God willing, the Crows are going to be in the Open Cup what? in 2022. Now, until they actually make the draw and the game actually <laughs> kicks off, don't hold us to this because there's been lots of shenanigans. Uh, but Minneapolis City uh, makes it via their uh, NPSL performance last year. Um, they are moving to USL League Two for this year, so that is interesting. And uh, they will be still have an NPSL team in uh, in or they still have a team in the NPSL as well. Basically, at Minneapolis City Two, um, as well as their futures. And uh, I know they were still working on a women's team. They have lots of. Lots of irons in the fire there over at uh, Minneapolis City headquarters. The, the reason why they're moved to USL 2 is noteworthy is because one year they were actually denied USL Cup because they switched leagues. Open Cup. And, yeah, right. Sorry. Whatever yeah. I said, that was wrong. Whatever David said is right. The reason, why they're keep, there's a reason why they're keeping a team in NPSL as well as moving to League 2. And the hilarious thing was is that team, the Premier League of America, ceased to exist. There was no way for them to continue in in that league, and they were still denied U.S. Open Cup entrance because rules are rules. Yeah, so they'll jo they'll join the Open Cup in the first round or the first official round. Uh, there, I know there's been some um, preliminary rounds. Uh, January twenty fourth will be the draw, so hopefully we'll actually we'll know the draw uh, in two weeks when we we hopefully record a podcast. What do we mean draw? Draw who they who their opponent will be. So in the first round, it's a, it's a lot of um, like picking name, like teams out of a hat or mm 
balls or whatever. Um, it's, you know, they try to keep teams regionally um, together as much as possible for the first few rounds to minimize travel. Uh, but it's not necessarily a given. They have drawn teams like Rochester, New York before where they had to fucking fly out to Rochester, New York for a match, uh, which is not great. On a nonprofit budget. Uh, yeah, on a nonprofit mm. budget. So um, so we'll see what that ends up being. Uh, it's noted that uh, Ford Madison comes into the tournament in round two. So if Minnesota, if Minneapolis City wins their first round, there's a very real possibility they could be drawn with Ford Madison in the second round. Uh, and if they win that, Minnesota United comes into the tournament in the third round. And again, they try to keep the teams regional. So a Minneapolis City versus Minnesota United match at Augsburg would be fucking Whoa. amazing. On like Donkey Kong. It would be so fucking good. Um Obviously, we can't, uh, uh, you know, can't think too far ahead. But man, it, that would be. I know Minneapolis City well, is probably. We will think that far. Some year yeah. it's going to happen. If Some that happens happen. this year, I pledge to come in full crow ensemble. I will be a life-size crow. Uh, you heard it here first. There you have it. Um, it's it's very likely that Minneapolis city will draw a team like Des Moines in the first round of the tournament, um, which will not be great for Minneapolis city. Although Des Moines is now there uh, will now be their, uh, their counterparts in the central division of the, like where I think it's Midwest region of USL league two. Um, yeah. And Des Moines, uh, the Des Moines men are fucking Stillwater team. And yeah, I'm not worried about the Stillwater team. I'm worried about Des Moines. Let's put it. Well, that way. yeah, Des Moines so, is very good. Uh, all right. Madtown, bro down. We had some uh, Madison news. Obviously, we talked about uh, head coach, uh, former Minnesota United head coach Carl Craig, uh, being relieved of duties a, a while ago. Um, I don't think we talked about the uh, the new staff that was brought in. Um, MJ, uh, why don't you? So we, I know. I think we, we had mentioned that Matt Glazer had been brought in from Sacramento Republic. So Matt Glazer being brought in head coach from uh, formerly Sacramento Republic, and for that, the Real Monarchs. That's yeah. old news. Yeah. But new news is that John Pascarella was hired as an assistant. You may know him from the Oklahoma City Energy or the Des Moines Menace or an assistant at the Sporting Kansas City or right before uh, Oklahoma City Energy, he was the Minnesota United goalkeeper coach. So very yeah. recently. So yeah, he John left, Pascarella he left. is hired as kind of a little bit of everything assistant coach for them you can help with goalies you can help with fitness he has his fingers in several pots um of which some i i, I hope he smokes and he, uh, it, finally, uh so sorry mj pascarell left minnesota united to become the manager at okc so for people right. who are trying to who are trying to put the pieces together you kind of did that in a weird order but yeah i did he was at minnesota united. he was a goalkeeping coach at minnesota united he left become the, the head coach at OKC Energy. Um, Which I didn't even know was still Two years going. ago. I don't think they are anymore. Are they? Maybe they... Oh, yeah. Ryo is the one that shut down. Never mind. Right, right. They are. Anyways. So, uh, but but even bigger news. Uh, Neil Havity resigns as head assistant coach, former Minnesota Stars FC midfielder. In fact, he is one of the few players that only played during the Stars era from 2010 to 2012. He did not come from the Thunder and stay under the stars, and he did not 
come on to the Stars and stay on for Minnesota United NASL. He is he played in the three years that were the Minnesota Stars, uh, and then played for a bunch of other teams that we hate, like the Fort Lauderdale Strikers and uh, Carolina oh. Railhawks and FC Edmonton and shit like that. But uh, he has been. This will be his third coach. He's been a longtime assistant coach at Ford Madison. Uh, Matt Glazer said that he's looking forward to having some stability and just knowledge of the league, right? He's, he's scouted and knows their opponents and the teams and other coaches in the league. And so just to have that continuation from past seasons. So um, congrats for Neil Havity uh, getting another coaching gig. Yeah. Uh, MN Woso, um, end of the, uh, end of the month, um, is when they're going to announce the, uh, name and branding launch. There's, I don't think they've, they were supposed to, they're <clears throat> hoping to do a in-person event, obviously, you know, looks Play. around at world and, uh, and realizes that that's not going to happen. So I think they're pivoting to doing something online. And so they they have to, I think, uh, they have to do some readjustments on, on how they're going to present things. Uh, so I'm not sure if they've identified a date yet. I think the end, towards the end of the month of January is when you should expect that. And I also um, expect that there'll be some sort of a announcement on a uh, site for at least for this first year. Um, I know there's been lots of discussion um, amongst all the people there and I know it's a really tough decision. And, you know, there's, uh, I know they're shooting for like anywhere from like two to 5,000 people attending games. So there's very limited options uh, in terms of in the city when it comes to a uh, a venue that has that capacity and then can do some of the other stuff that, that the team wants them to do, at least in the short term, until they can figure mm-hmm. out a, a more permanent solution. So I guess I would expect a, an announcement about that probably, you know, sometime uh, in the next, uh, you know, couple weeks or so as well, probably towards, again, towards the end of the month. Wouldn't be surprised if they if they announce all of that the branding, the name, and where they're going to be playing at sort of one big um, event, uh, online event or something like that. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. So, um, yeah. And then 10,000 Pitches had uh, head coach uh, Nicole Lucic, Lukic uh, on their last pod. Did you listen to that, MJ? I, I did not. Um, okay. Just wanted to give a shout out to Jeremy Rushing and 10,000 Pitches for doing what they do on lower league soccer. Yeah, if you and, don't listen to them, they do. They, they cover all. They cover a lot of soccer in Minnesota, like from like, you know, college. I, I think I've, I've even heard him talk about some high school soccer on that podcast, all the way up to uh, Minnesota United. So they WPSL, do a really good job. Women's, I think. Yeah. Uh, the there's a like Dynamo in St. Cloud. The, yeah, there's lots. They, they cover several. Yeah, lots of soccer in Minnesota and uh, ten thousand pitches. Uh, as well as equal time soccer in terms of on the women's side, uh, they cover the equal time soccer people, Matt Pravatsky, uh, his brother, Mark, there's a couple other contributors to that podcast as well. If you are, if you want to get the lowdown on women's soccer in Minnesota, um, you should definitely be following equal time soccer. They have, uh, they have all, they have their finger on the pulse as it, as it were. So, all right. And then we'll jump to the, our last section here, the world section, uh, MJ, you, uh, you have a very short rant on FOTMOB. I'm going to try to Correct. keep this short. I recently changed phones, which means I opened FOTMOB for the first time in a, in a while. And I thought that, hey, now that I have this login feature, they make me log in, 
all my leagues will come back and sorted it the way I wanted to, except they made a lot of fucking changes. That means that my leagues didn't come back in the order that I want to, which is roughly to say European women's leagues, North American women's leagues and, and Latin American women's leagues, Asian women's leagues, then European men's, North American, Latin American men's, and then Asian men's leagues. That's roughly the, the order I, I keep things in, which makes me scroll down through a bunch of women's results just to see men's results, which forces me to pay attention more to women's soccer than I normally would because I have biases, right? I want to see that FC Seoul like result right away, but hey, let's figure out what's going on in NWSL first. And yeah, now everything's sorted alphabetically. And in order for me to sort things how I want to, I have to follow the leagues, which automatically makes notifications for a whole bunch of shit that I don't care about. If I'm just trying to follow a lot of leagues on a very broad level. So fuck you, Fought Mob. This is horseshit. I'm probably switching apps. Hear that, Fought Mob? You're on blast. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, one of those tournaments that's happening right now. Uh, AFCON just kicked off this past weekend. Uh, it's being hosted in Cameroon. Um, I actually it cancel and postpone a few times. Uh, yeah, if you're interested in uh, in learning more about AFCON and the this tournament, it's it's got a really amazing uh, amazing rich history. It gets it gets really short shrift in terms of. Um, continental competitions. This is this is you know the equivalent of of the Euros uh, for you know uh, UEFA, the you know Commonwealth, uh, you know the, the um, Gold Cup for the U.S. and, and Mexico and, and North America in that region. Uh, this is a really this is a, a tournament that's been around for a while. It's got um, it's got some really great soccer. Though these first couple of days, notwithstanding, um, but some really interesting and and fun teams. Uh, to play the atmosphere in the stadiums is fucking great. If you haven't watched uh, uh, African soccer, Afcon soccer, um, I would highly recommend it. If you have Fubo, you can watch this on BN, uh, the BN Sports channels, uh, BN Sports, uh, the BN Sports Espanol, um, BN Extra. And there, there's a bunch of, if you have Fubo, there's a bunch of extra like BN channels that they, that they stream stuff on. The one caveat... <clears throat> Oh, and if also if you don't have Fubo, you can still watch this on the BN Sports Extra. If you have a if you have a Roku TV or a, a Roku um, uh, device that you plug into your TV, like there's a, a whole bunch of channels that you can get, and you can actually get BN Sports Extra. The one fucking thing I'll say about this, and I'm I'm so pissed that BN is 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 hosting this, not because it's really hard for most Americans to get BN, which is it is. Um, it's not carried by most cable. It's not carried by I don't think any cable providers. Maybe maybe one or two, um, Fubo, and then I think Fanatis is the is like are the two sort of streamers that have BN. But the BN Sports Extra, which is on Fubo, but it also is the free one that you can get with with the Roku, literally airs commercials halfway through the halves. They literally cut away from the game and air like two minutes of commercials. Hmm. Horseshit. It's fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible. Um, Why couldn't they align that with like actual halftime? 
I, it's a good question, Jess. I have no idea. Um, I mean, sometimes it is up to me to ask these, you know, obvious questions. Let's be honest. It, I, when I first saw it, when I first saw it, like I was watching a game on the BN Sports Extra on Sunday and all of a sudden, like it cut to, it cut to commercials and I was like, oh, I, cause I wasn't, I was like watching it, but not like, not really watching it and kind of half paying attention, half uh, reading, but I had the game on and all of a sudden like commercials, on. I was like, oh, it must be halftime. So I got up and I was like, I think I started making myself some food. And all of a sudden the game came back on like two minutes there. I was like, the fuck? And it was like, oh yeah, it's like 25th minute now. I'm like, they literally just cut away for two fucking minutes and showed commercials in the middle of a live game early on last season valley sports north tried to pull that shit no and 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 a bunch of us twitter warriors and i don't know who else where called in wrote in whatever didn't do it any like they they tried to throw that that uh what was it who's the sponsor bmw i think yeah oh yeah. yeah they tried throwing the bmw commercial on when there was a whistle in the middle of a half, but when it got resumed play, rather than letting the commercial finish, they cut the commercial short and went back to the, the play. Right. And I was just like, yeah, because there's actually something going on that we want to watch. That's not a right. fucking commercial. It was, it was, uh, it was interesting uh, to say the least. So it's hard to watch if you're, if you're in the U S but uh, if you have been, uh, or you have someone who has access to a FUBO account, uh, being uh, is showing, in the first couple of days here, there the games have been very limited on being, but once they get down to, cause they've had like several windows where they've had multiple games, they're going to get back to like basically one game, a window for the next, for the next, I think basically week and a half. And that the most of the games will be on the regular channel, the being uh sports channel. So. Over the air uh, antenna and the upper channels, you can find a couple be stations, but they mostly just show reruns. Yeah. So okay. I don't know what versions of BN they are, but I find a lot of replays of uh, Turkish Super League there. <laughs> a lot of Sarabachi so versus Galatasaray and yeah. League Un replays that are like weeks old, right? So they have uh, they have the yeah they have the Turkish Super League and League Un as their as their main their main uh, properties. So I, I I will say this: if you're trying to just follow this kind of passively and not watch games the bbc does a pretty damn good job of covering it because a lot of the players that do well in afcon are then scooped up by major european teams right and are already on major european teams so right. for example um uh senegal today this actually this morning um beat zimbabwe uh in the 97th minute a penalty uh scored by uh who else but uh uh sadio mane um, of Liverpool fan, fame, yeah, no, that guy's awesome. And Zimbabwe had a, just a terrible handball in the in the box, with like the ninety fifth minute of of a six minutes of stoppage time, and uh, Mane converts a penalty. Uh, yesterday, uh, Guinea uh, beat Mala- uh, Malawi, and uh, I was just pointing this out because Nabi Keita was man of the match, another Liverpool player. Oh, uh, Mane was man of the match for that Senegal match as well. Uh, in the opener, Cameroon beat uh, Burkina Faso. Uh, two to one, uh, Burkina, sorry, Burkina Faso, um, two to one Cameroon. This is the only game that was not a one to nothing score, by the way, <laughs> every other game has been one to nothing. It's been kind of a boring tournament. Uh, and then sort of a big upset today, Morocco beat Ghana, um, the aforementioned Ghana one to nothing. Uh, that was a, uh, 
pretty stunning results for for Ghana and for Morocco. Morocco's come on with they, they have some really good clubs and, and players in Morocco though. So good on them. Yeah. Um, uh, gonna, and, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Sure. I was gonna say the, the 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 one game I'm looking forward to, obviously coming up soon, is Nigeria playing Egypt uh, Tuesday morning or today if you're listening to this at 10 a.m. If you have a chance to watch this game. Uh, obviously, Mo Salah is going to be playing, as I'm a fan of that. But Nigeria and Egypt are probably two of the best teams in this tournament, or two of the favorites, of, for, for sure, of course, along with Cameroon, um, who is hosting the tournament uh, in Senegal and Algeria. And then I guess Ghana, too, is, is would be considered a favorite, but losing to Morocco certainly hurts them. However, third-place teams in uh, four of the six uh, brackets will go through to the knockout round. So it's not necessarily the end of the world for Ghana losing that match. And then tomorrow, Wednesday, in Group F, the top two teams in Group F, I think the top two teams, Tunisia plays Mali. And so if you are a Bake de Bassi fan, um, even though he is not playing for Mali, he is uh, Malinese, and so cheer for, cheer for Mali. There you go. All right, and then uh, our last bit of news, uh, going straight north up to uh to europe and to uh england specifically in the fa cup uh i highlighted a couple of uh of, of matches here i just wanted to, <laughs> to chat briefly about um mj we'll, we'll skip yours so that to the very end so nottingham force well, beat wait, arsenal. Wait, did, did you not even put in our arsenal sh- uh shit storm in here oh yeah uh are you i was literally gonna talk about it before you sorry really it happened so late me. i assumed it would be further down the queue no, I just, I put him in the kind of like order of uh, of hilariousness. Uh, <laughs> Nottingham Forest beat Arsenal one to nothing Woo-hoo! on Sunday. Uh, that was yeah an interesting match to say the least. Arsenal, uh, the only big team, and I guess I use big in quotation marks there because uh, is Arsenal a big team anymore? Who knows? Uh, going down to a a you know a team that they shouldn't lose to. There was like several. Uh, EPL teams that were eliminated, mostly to other EPL teams in this uh, in this tournament. Uh, Wigan, uh, team I support, beat Blackburn three to two. Blackburn, who was a uh, top of the ch- near the top of the championship, very likely could go back into the Premier League next year. And Wigan, uh, who's fighting to get promoted from League One into the championship, uh, so they beat Blackburn three to two, which is a hell of a game. I watched that one. Uh, Wigan scored the uh, Blackburn scored a tying goal. I want to say in like the eighty fifth or eighty sixth minute. Uh, and then Wigan scored the winner in like the 93rd or 94th minute. So it was, it was fucking fun. Uh, the three big uh, upsets, um, Newcastle losing at home at St. James's Park With to all Cambridge that United. Yeah, so they're getting knocked out of the FA Cup. They're probably going to get relegated. Uh, and uh, good thing they have all that Saudi money backing them. Uh, and bringing in Kieran Trippier this year or this, uh, this, this, this month. Uh, Kidderminster, a non-league team. The Harriers. Uh, yeah, the Harriers beat Reading, which was uh, they are in uh, they are in the championship, I believe, but they're near the bottom of the championship. That's a a big big upset. Uh, and then the other big upset, another one I watched actually on Saturday morning as I was uh, I had a board meeting uh, at ten. And I started watching this game at nine um, with Fuzz, uh, who's Liverpool and, and Wimbledon fan. Uh, and Boreham Wood beat AFC Wimbledon two to nothing uh, at uh, at Boreham. So. The round of oh, I'm sorry. Then MJ, uh, I'll I'll see the floor. Liverpool uh, beat the shit out of Shrewsbury Town. Although it was a lot closer than it should have been, uh, Liverpool won four to one. Uh, MJ, I'll see the floor to you here to talk about uh, you needing extra time to beat the Paper Tigers of Hull City. 
Yeah, so we were away, but we were playing a team that's middle of the second, uh, the bottom half of the championship. They're 14th, 15th. So it's like, yeah, we're away, but they're 14th of the championship. This shouldn't be that big of a deal, except it's Everton. So it's going to take a lot of work. And so we, the first 45 seconds, they scored a goal on us that Pickford didn't have a chance on. And then, uh, you know, fortunately, we came back and, and scored a, a really nice uh, give-go goal um, with Damari Gray and Anthony Gordon. And then I forget who – oh, and then uh, Gomez had the header from Jojo Kitty for the go-ahead goal. But then, of course, in the 71st or something minute, Hull City ties it, and then we have to go to fucking extra time. But former Crystal Palace guy, Andrew Townsend, with just a banger, pulls it out. It, it wasn't – the goals were pretty, but considering that we allowed two goals, that's um, – Oh, and sorry, Begovic was in that, and he played really well, not Pickford. Um, neither goal was his fault. Uh, all right, so then they, they drew the fourth round, um, and I was putting the notes here that these are, are all kind of shitty matches. I'm trying to find, like, what's, like, the, the one exciting match. And, Everton versus um, Brentford, come I was on. Gonna say, I was going to say, MJ, Everton versus Brentford is probably the most exciting match. Uh, or Or... Kidderminster Harriers versus West Ham. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, what, whatever. Uh, Liverpool plays Cardiff City. Um, like I said, Everton plays Brentford. Stoke City plays uh, Wigan, hosts Wigan. Um, it'd be really awesome if Wigan knocked off Stoke City and made it to the uh, the round of 16. And then I guess I see it's either Spurs, Brighton, or Everton, Brentford in terms of like the high profile matches for coming up uh, in February. But uh, yeah, there's not really a good fun sexy match here Wolves, norwich yeah sorta? i mean sort of yeah sort of um oh. i guess borum burnmouth if, if borum could knock off uh burnmouth and make it to the yeah. round of 60, i think uh would be a, a pretty pretty huge upset as well so um cool all right well hey that's uh that's it for the podcast uh thanks everybody for for sticking with us uh first podcast of 2022 whoop, whoop. Um, whoop, whoop. uh sorry you've heard just in a while because mj and i were talking a lot of uh international soccer and that's not her bag which is totally fine Just making mac and cheese <laughs> so please send me alternative sports apps to fat mob or if you have any sorting tricks or how to turn off notifications for everything any, any of those sorts of tricks just let me know <laughs> And I just tweet at FOTMOB and just have them respond directly to you or something. So um, please uh, rate and review our podcast uh, wherever you get it. <clears throat> um, Patreon.com slash the Daves I know. Uh, I am at TDAKMN. Uh, also at Texas Zeller on Twitter. Uh, MJ is at MJ Matsui. And Jess is at Jessica1440839. Two. Two. Uh, we have been the Daves You Know. This, this is, is the Daves. I no. Rusty.
concerned Long as you do yours, land here become fecund Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.